Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter. Hello, Ryan. Hi, bud. How are you? I'm I'm very good. I'm very well. You know, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a weekend and early part of this week. I thought so much about what you said at the beginning of the show yesterday, and I, I think that so much of the world was stunned by Kobe Bryant's death. And I think so many people were just like you, where they were they were as stunned by the death as they were by their reaction to it, mm-hmm. and I think that that in itself it's a testament to his life no doubt but i also think that it such a poignant part of life we were talking about this last night after the show yeah we were talking we 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 spent a, a good 30 minutes yesterday talking about why was this so impactful why did it resonate and sadden so many people even people that didn't like kobe bryant mm-hmm. i mean my my roommate's from Detroit, he saw Kobe Bryant play live at the Palace at Auburn Hills and and slay the Pistons. He's like the opposite of a Kobe Bryant fan. And devastated the, yes. at the news. I mean, we had yeah. all sorts yeah. of guys in our house. We were all just like speechless. Like, what do we even say? But I think that one point that we made last night that we didn't share on the show is that we idolize and worship celebrity and and especially people that are truly transcendently genius, like Michael Jackson and Prince and Whitney Houston. But people in the music realm, it's almost as if dying early is 
sort of part of the way that it goes. It's like a badge of honor. Well, I don't know about the. It, it, it feels though like it's tied to the life, right? right? And and, and uh, at times for some, a, a musician or a creative person that is exploring and oftentimes abusing substances is that's not surprising really to anybody because for whatever reason, whatever it is in the mind of a creative person, creative people are so often tortured, and the creativity that they express is also sometimes enters into darkness where then you you abuse yourself, you abuse substances. But the although we 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 really admire these people, there's not the same super immortal um way that we think of them. And I think that we think of athletes because athletes they are physically superior to most normal people in so many ways from their size to their strength to their endurance. They really do have like superhero characteristics. And that's what stunned me so much was thinking about how if someone like Kobe Bryant, who has so many gifts, can just die, it could just die. It's just your time to die. If you believe in that sort of destiny, that in itself is maybe more comforting, but it also just lets us all know that we all could just die. Well, so then it makes it you think, what happens if someone that you love died? And what, what would you think of the last conversation that you had? Mm-hmm. And then we get into the parent realm, which you and I have talked about. I mean, you have children, and like, I mean, that's the most unimaginable part for me is that I, I, I just know. I mean, I think that most people just know that that before he died, he was not thinking about himself dying. He was thinking about all the the kids on the flight dying. That's the hardest part. Well, the uh, uh, you know, it it certainly resonates with me as a father, and you know, I have. Uh, as you know, Coulter, not always kept the strictest diet in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, it's not always been maybe my favorite thing about myself is, you know, desiring, uh, you know, well, all the things that are good in the world and not all the other things. Uh, and, you know, I've tried to maybe try and help the, my kids out in that respect to try and get them to like some of the things that maybe I didn't like as much and get them on a maybe a little better path that way and it's been a little bit of an uptill battle because heaven only knows we got to have a birthday party every third wednesday you know <laughs> somewhere oh yeah every i mean everywhere so uh yesterday as and, and this is directly tied to kobe Bryant. i took all my kids out and my wife found the biggest damn ice cream sundae that this city has <laughs> to offer and we got spoons all around and just absolutely went for it and it's it's that sort of thing to your point when you, I mean, we, of course we know, we, no one knows when, you know, when, when it might be any of our time. And while you prepare, like if you are exclusively living, like it's just today and today only, you're probably not living that well. And I don't think that I wouldn't recommend that to anybody that said, if you are only living for 20 years from now, that's, you know, maybe a failure on the other side as well. And so striking that balance sometimes is the way to go. But my brother came over to the house last night. We watched the entire ESPN broadcast of Kobe's last game, then watch subsequent coverage afterwards. And I mean, I, I, I felt like absolutely. And I, I don't think that I'm overstating that we had a two person, he and me, we had a two person funeral in my living room for Kobe Bryant last night and not, not intentionally, but that's what it was. It's, it, it was a morning period homage to him. And you know, I find this so weird too. I am the last person who I don't know if caught up is the right word, but, but 
the obsession with celebrity that mm-hmm. is America, I find basically abhorrent. It's one of my least favorite things about 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 the West, about whatever, about about. So it's just it's it's nauseating, and I just find it just horrendous in so many ways. Uh, that said, lauding other human beings who are great is is a I think a deep reality of humanity of us as individuals to want to emulate people that we find amazing in some way, mm-hmm. and that is very good. That's profoundly good to me. Yes, and so. While I didn't have, I did, certainly didn't hate Kobe Bryant, but I also was not a, a a fan or enthralled with Kobe Bryant either. Many of the things that he was, and I think especially became later in life, you know, I found tremendously inspiring. And I think that is also something that that has sort of resonated with me. That said, the la- the, the forty eight hours from Sunday morning to yesterday morning, and even yesterday now evening. Uh, I, you know, I was like, really, I mean, I, 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 I didn't really know kind of how to deal with what I, I was experiencing. And I think that it also kind of was a tipping point for a lot of other things. Like, it, it, well, I, yeah, in any case, that's, that's, that's right. Today I woke up and I felt, you know, it's like you've, you've had a shower for the first time in a long time, you know, and you wake up and you go, okay, you know, and it's not that, okay, I'm over that. I'm past that now, but You've had that kind of space, and I think people are starting to think about the Super Bowl a little bit. Sure, you know what I mean. Think about you know some other right. things that are going on, and that's a good thing. Like I think that 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 coming through that stuff, and then uh, moving into uh, you know what's next. That's 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 the path. I mean, the cliches exist because they're often so steeped in, and, and oftentimes just completely true. And I mean, the cliche here is that a shocking loss like this is a stark reminder that life is short and can end at any time. But I think if you take that notion and embrace it, it can be one of the most empowering things that you can experience as a human. Mm. Yeah. And and the, and the best part, like we talk about with sports is the best part about all of this is that it is a beautiful distraction. And when you're talking about the Montana, Montana state men's basketball game, like the segment that we're about to get into is To me, so much of why I love doing our jobs, because we're archiving the history of our community and we're helping people remember kids that have made a lot of sacrifices and that have done a lot to bring a sense of distraction, for lack of a better word, to the community. There will be almost nothing but joy at Dahlberg Arena, I mean, I'm sure one of the two coaches is going to get mad, if not both of them. <laughs> well, they'll both going to be but, mad But that's within point. the yeah. scope of competition, of course. right? And of and course. the actual joy that it brings us. Oh, it's great fun. Yes. It's great fun, and it's a great thing to bring everybody together. And I think the fact that there is a lot of Montana kids playing in this game, too, to me, it reaffirms a notion that I've long held to be true. We look at Montana's roster, Jared Samson, Kendall Manuel, and Mac Anderson will all play significant roles for Montana. They're all part of Travis DeKear's rotation. They all get minutes in this game. We look at Montana State, Layden Ricketts is a starter. He's playing 32, 33-plus minutes a game. We'll hear from him later on this week. We just had a great interview with him. He's a Livingston native. But then Caleb Belich, who's from Manhattan Christian, he's getting a little playing time. He's, as getting, a, he's getting some run. Yeah. As a freshman. Mm-hmm. And then he then Coach Prinkle has a couple um, – Walk on guys that are that are seniors that are, but he's given them a shot to be a part of a Division One program, and that in itself I think means a lot too. When you talk about Gavin Gudlich and Brett Finn, 
But the notion that I've long believed to be true is that it's twofold. One, I understand that when you're watching and recruiting high school basketball talent in the state of Montana, like when you're watching Raleigh Wooster play in the state championship game last year, he's playing against a maximum of maybe three or four Division One athletes, at, like he was against Bozeman last year. And all those guys are not even Division One basketball players. They're all going to go play football. Mm-hmm. So he's not really even playing against D1 talent. So it's really hard to evaluate. And then you, it begs the question of how much exposure can you possibly get on the club scene coming out of Montana? But what I've thought is that, first of all, I think that Montana kids will almost always be raw and they're not going to be instant impact players if they choose to be, or if they get the opportunity to go to Montana or Montana State. But the chances of them sticking it out, selling out for the program and improving are so much greater because they're never, they're not going to have the same illusions of grandeur as, I mean, if you get a kid that averaged 25 points per game in Montana, who grew up wanting to be a Grizz, the chances of him doing anything but trying to achieve and solidify his legacy with Montana is so much higher than the kid who grew up in Tacoma as a three-star recruit who comes here trying to be a world beater, and then maybe it's a little bit more adversity than maybe he expected. And I just feel like the development of players, it's been sort of lost. I'm looking at the the all-time leading scoring list in the history of Montana Grizzly basketball. And from, from Larry Kostowiak to Bob Cope to Kevin Criswell, all down the line, Jordan Haskett, Ken McKenzie, Sean Samuelson. I mean, of the top 25 guys, it's like 70% of these guys are from Montana. Mm-hmm. Who ever thought that Kevin Criswell, six foot one, 160-pound Kevin Criswell at a Colshirt, Montana, was going to score 1,800 points? Excuse me, he scored 1,663. I was looking at Bob Cope. But regardless, I mean, he's the fourth all-time leading scorer in program history. Right. No one would have thought that watching him at the Class B tournament in his his senior year of high school. Right. But then he becomes this whirling dervish fan favorite. Unbelievable. And so I, I just think that sometimes the coaches, they they look abroad because it is way easier to have maybe a more of a instant impact guy or a help you now type guy right. if you get him from Seattle or Oakland. But, I mean, you look at, look at guys like Jared Samuelson and Kendall Manuel. They haven't been lighting the league on fire until recently, but now they are. Yeah. And what else do you really want besides your seniors being all conference level players when they're seniors? For sure. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. To tell new one is one of two nine ESPN radio. And, uh, it's a it's a fun and interesting way to get into this, but that the the number of players that have been on Montana rosters, Montana or Montana State, uh, from the state of Montana has been 
very nominal recently. That said, uh, if you took if you, if you look at the talent from the state, there's been some very high end talent that's gone outside the state. I mean, you talk about Trace Tinkle, Josh Eustis, mm-hmm. right? Kids who are playing Pac-12 basketball. Mm-hmm. Josh Eustis going to the NBA, and, that, and that's and, been and that's been the biggest shift in the girls' game too. Is that the highest girls? Talent has gone out of state. That's right. Going to Gonzaga, M- M- Mountain West, Pac-12, whatever. I mean, Utah State, Oregon yeah. State. Yeah. Jocelyn Tingle went to Stanford. I mean, you, there's been like the highest level. So it's not as if, I mean, the best players in Montana are still very, very good players. And in some cases, great players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is this is fun. This will be a fun and interesting uh, uh, game on Saturday to have seven guys rostered and four to five four, four guys for sure playing big time minutes and or starting and and you know with Caleb Ballage we'll see you know how much he he gets run in this game uh you know if at all but it's going to be th- that is an element and we've talked to a number of players we're going to hear from Kendall Manuel coming up in the next segment uh about that very thing among others uh, with this game. And I think that is a a very cool element to this particular season because it's always been the heart and soul of the football rivalry. And that's one of, not the only, but one of the very central things that has made that rivalry in that sport so great, also so heated. (laughs) And this, you know, at the basketball level, is uh, this is going to be this will be the most Montana heavy cat Grizz game that we will have seen since I have been back in Montana, and so I'm 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 really excited about it, and it's going to be a great. I'm excited about this game because the the last four years of this rivalry have been many of the same faces playing each other again and again, and there's right. been some great players playing it and it's been very very fun it's also been somewhat lopsided i am looking forward to a, a not a complete overhaul but a significant overhaul i mean you got side bridget and harold frey and that's about it in terms of guys who've got i mean there's there's others you know timmy falls and ricks but but uh, you're, you're, there's a lot of brand new faces and new faces in new roles, and this is going to be a whole different ball game, and obviously a brand new coach uh, in terms of uh, you know the head coach for Montana State in Danny Sprinkle. So there's there's a lot to look forward to in this game, and especially from a Montana centrist element to this, I'm I'm excited about it. To tell new on us, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. We will come back. We'll hear from Kendall Manuel. We'll also talk about the schedule a little bit as it pertains to this game and this week. Uh, Travis DeCure, not 100% thrilled with the way things have been scheduled for the Grizzlies. We'll hear from him talk about that as well right after this. Coulter, people driving around, maybe... You got people, if you're over in Bozeman, you're coming to Montana for the Cat Grizz, you're coming to Missoula for the Cat Grizz game on Saturday. Maybe you just need a place to have uh, a business meeting. Maybe you just want to go take the kids to the pool for a birthday. You know, every third Wednesday, as I mentioned, it's a new birthday party. Go to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. They got everything you need over there for all of this stuff, whether you're traveling, whether you're local. And speaking of Montana kids, this is the time where there's all sorts of AAU tournaments Mm. going on. So there'll be dozens, if not hundreds, of people coming to town. February and March, I used to work with the Round Ball Club here in Missoula, officiating games, keeping score. Big tournaments that bring in all sorts of people. So if if you're somebody that's hosting a tournament and you want to suggest a place to stay, suggest the Wingate by Wyndham. It's a great 
hotel because you can have entertainment for maybe younger kids with the water park, but also they have a gigantic space that can your whole team and then some can stay there. So um, the next couple months, if you have any sort of basketball, volleyball, hockey, check out the Wingate by Wyndham. They are a great location for youth travel sports. They have great discounts. And of course, they have the water park plus breakfast. And it's not continental breakfast. This is real breakfast. So you can get your pregame meal in in a healthy fashion. It's a free option for anybody that stays there. The weekends book fast, so they encourage teams to call early for the best room selection. Give Kim at the Wingate a call, 406-532-7842. Let the Wingate by window make you feel at home even when you're not. Kids that are playing in this boys' basketball game, there's a lot of Montana women playing in the the women's game. Uh, But we had a chance to talk uh, today at the practice with Kendall Manuel, who's from Billings, went to Oregon State, returned to uh, the state of Montana to play for the University of Montana. It's obviously been outstanding the last two years uh, for the Grizz and a real leader on this team, especially on the offensive end. So here, we, we covered a lot of things with him in, in this conversation, uh, talking about Cat Grizz, the oddity of uh, playing against Portland State on Thursday while Montana State has no game, and and, uh, and also the number of Montanans, what it's like to have other Montanans that he's playing with and against in this game. So here you go, our conversation with Grizz senior Kendall Manuel. I know you got Portland State on Thursday, but it's also Cat Grizz week and a weird thing where you got to play a road game the day two days before. So just the dynamics of that is, is kind of funky, and it comes back to you when you go to Bozeman, and they got to play, so we get that. But what's it like this week having that asymmetry and knowing that it's, you know, the rivalry game and Saturday is going to be pretty hot in Missoula? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely weird knowing that we have to go play a game, fly in, and then play again the next day. Uh, but... You know, that's what college basketball is all about. And having that, those type of experiences are fun. And uh, it's just going to show how, how much growth our team has right now and being able to have that type of adversity where we go play a game and then got to flip the script and go play a big rivalry game. And uh, uh, I think that that's going to show how much uh, growth we have as a team. So interesting to me in this particular matchup with Montana State because you got yourself, Jared Samuelson, Mac Anderson here, Layden Ricketts, Caleb Bowers getting a little bit of playing yeah. time over there. This is a long time since this many Montanans have been in this game. Does that add an element to you for what this could be in terms of the intensity of it? Absolutely, just because uh, we've all played against each other growing up, and so having everybody back in, in that type of a game, that type of environment, it's going to be fun. and. Uh, knowing that people are actually going to be watching because it, there are a bunch of Montana kids. It's going to be a different dynamic than it usually has in the past years. It seems like there was a moment in time where people stopped believing that Montana guys could make it to this level and play at this level. You guys are kind of proving that wrong. How much pride do you take in that element of it? I take a lot of pride in it and uh, being able to go and showcase our talent and uh, having these guys success too has been, has been huge and uh, I hope that continues to carry on with the younger guys coming up in high school and everything. You and Jared have been battling against each other and then with each other for a long time now so just going through with another guy from Billings what that what's that part been like I mean it's awesome especially knowing that we played together for so long and uh, had a rivalry in high school and everything beat him in state championship don't can't can't forget that he said, he said that was the only moment he didn't like it. <laughs> yeah I don't doubt it <laughs> but uh no, I just just having that aspect of everything and then knowing how close our families are, it's been fun being able to have a guy like that on the scene. The journey that he's gone through, I mean, he's gone through a lot. and it, I mean, there's not really a path that I can compare it to. Yeah. Leave the program and then come back to the same program to finish it out. I mean, how impressive have you been with his ability to fulfill his dreams? 
I've been, I've been very impressed with him. Uh, and, and knowing the type of guy Jared is, I'm not surprised at all. He's someone that can uh, adapt to many, many different situations, and uh, he's a team guy. And uh, you've been able to see that all year. He hasn't pouted enough uh, about playing time or anything, about shots. He just came in and made sure that uh, he has a positive impact every single day. I'm sure you guys haven't looked much at Portland State yet, but you've played them already. And it was, I mean, just earlier this month, but they were kind of shorthanded too. So how do you go about preparing mentally for this game, especially since they'll probably have a couple of their main guys back in the fold? Uh, just, just the way we approach every single game. We go and scout and report, watch their film, and then, uh, like I said before, just take it game by game and knowing that we have to go into the game defensive-minded instead of going in and trying to think we're going to outscore everybody because really at the end of the day, defense wins championships as Montana's proven in the years before. People can say all the time, you know, the arena doesn't matter, whatever, you go play in a parking lot and all that stuff, but you playing in Montana, you get one of the best home court, just not just advantages, but facilities to play in in the Big Sky Conference, but Portland State's is also really cool. Yeah. So how fun is it to just play in that arena, in that city, you know, major metropolitan area? It's it's awesome. Uh, I, have a, I have a lot of friends and uh, everybody that – uh, is in Portland too because of uh, my recent years at Oregon State. So being able to go back and experience that, and also like you said, the new arena and everything—it's awesome. Uh, that that's a great facility and everything. So I'm excited to go back to Portland. Now I have not had a chance yet to go into the new Portland State facility for for basketball. Is it only? Do they do other sports in there? I know it's a civic arena, so it was built. It's a city. It primarily a city-owned arena. Portland State University did put uh, several million dollars into it, but the vast majority was 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 city funds, and they use it for all kinds of things, concerts and v- events and so forth and so on. But it is the home uh, arena for Portland State centrally, and it was built to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and it's uh, the pictures that I've seen, the looks of it I've seen. It's I mean, it's they did a great job on this place. I mean, it's really awesome, and I, I look forward to uh, attending a game in the, uh, there at, at some point. But that's uh, that's a, that's a good thing to have and to be able to look forward to, especially when there's some mm, moderate to sort of mediocre locations to play basketball in the Big Sky Conference. I mean, th- that new facility is going to be a fascinating analysis of weighing the importance of facilities against tradition because Portland State basketball has very little tradition, whereas like the University of Montana has very rich tradition. Weber State has very rich tradition. How do recruiting battles go? What do kids prioritize most now? And it'll be interesting to see how they can use it to their advantage. Yeah, it's 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 if, if we're talking about this from the collegiate student athlete type of thing, uh, there's no reason that a place like Idaho should do anything different than what they're doing. They have their basketball floor. They play basketball in the in the football Except stadium for and so court. forth and so on. No, that, this is what I'm saying. I mean, have you seen the court? Oh yeah, it's, it's like multi-purpose facilities. Got volleyball lines on it and stuff. Uh, well, right, uh, but this is my. Point. It looks like Tetris. Like if you're just you out can't here even to find the three-point line. But how the, is that possible? The, I can't get over it. The thing that that is crazy is that very is that very part of it. Like if you're a kid who wants to play basketball, being able to play basketball in a basketball-only facility, a place that was built to be a basketball. I remember. I mean, well, doesn't matter. It's not about me. Anyway, the point is, is that if you, you know, I think that that is something that uh, that kids do care about. I think they care about that a lot more, significantly more than than history or lineage well, or whatever. Here's the thing. It, it actually they care about being good. Well, here's the thing. It, there's. 
I think that there's kids that care about everything. Like there, there's there's a kid out there that cares about tradition. There's a kid that cares most about shoes. There's a kid that cares most about facilities. There's a kid who cares most about the coach. There's a kid who cares most about academics. There's a kid who cares most about the town. And that's where the the inexact science of recruiting comes yeah, in to yeah. the mix. Is it, forgot it, about the ability to play. <laughs> playing, like playing time, time playing right? time. Totally, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but I, I think that. Like a coach like Travis DeCure, for example, he has such a reverence for tradition, so therefore he recruits with tradition, and he recruits guys that want to be a part of a tradition. And if you don't, you're likely not going to fit into the fabric of this program, whereas that's what's going to be interesting with Barrett Peary at Portland State, who will join us later on this week mm-hmm. uh, on the eve of the Montana-Portland State game. The, 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 the best recruiting pitch you can make at Portland State is come sh- play in the shiny new arena and come wear brand-new Nike jerseys. So you recruit guys that want that. For sure. Here's the thing, though. I think recruiting to history and lineage or tradition, like like maybe Travis Akira's, is is only effective if it is ongoing. Like, if you're still good, if that's still being created. Like, UCLA, I don't think gets any traction or very little off of having been the John Wooden Bruins of the 60s and 70s. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that is a nice historical fact, but basically they stink. And so kids, for whatever reason, are not interested in, at least for that reason. Maybe there's other reasons they want to go to UCLA, but it doesn't have, that's not the thing you're recruiting to at UCLA, it seems to me, for instance. It's a good point, and I think that there's a big difference, though, between UCLA and Montana. Obviously, there's a ton of big differences, but the biggest difference in recruiting based on tradition in the Big Sky Conference is that tradition means winning, and winning is the only thing that matters in the Big Sky Conference when it comes to playing in the NCAA tournament. Because That's right. you can have all the big, fancy, shiny toys, and if you're UCLA until now, whatever the whatever happened to the Pac-12, I don't know. I, I would love to know the real answer of why the Pac-12 is so down in the dumps. But it used to be that you don't even have to come close to winning the Pac-12. You right. finish in the middle of the league and you win one game in the Pac-12 tournament, you're in. Yeah. And so in the, the league like this, the winning is the only thing that matters if you want to have the ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal is to go to the big dance. And there's nothing else that matters besides winning 25 games, winning the Big Sky tournament, and going to the March Madness. That's, That's right. But but I guess my point is there's only two or three schools maybe that can sell that in the Big Sky Conference. Montana, Eastern, and Weber. That's, that's well, it. Well, it's Montana and, and Weber because Eastern's actually only been to the big dance twice ever. Okay, but I mean they've been they've been on the doorstep. Yeah, but and I mean the point is, is I think the lineage is a lot more about to your point winning. It's about winning. It's not about hey in nineteen you know seventy five this that and the third. Uh, the schedule much has been made of it. Montana this week. The men are playing at Portland State on Thursday. The women in Missoula against Portland State, and then on Saturday against Montana State. Montana State. They don't play Thursday. They got the week off until they play the Grizzlies. The The converse of that also comes into effect in Bozeman, a week in which Montana will not have a Thursday game before going to Bozeman to play on the 22nd of February, and Montana State will be playing on a Thursday, uh, the Thursday two days before their second matchup with the Grizzlies. So in that sense, it is even, but this week it is not even. We asked Tra- Travis to hear about it. The asymmetry of the schedule is always a weird one, and this week it doesn't work in your favor. It will when you go to Bozeman, but how do you approach this? I mean, how can you approach it other than what you always do, play the first game and then play the next game, but thoughts? 
in all honesty, I'm at that point right now where I've come to the conclusion that the schedule will never work for Montana Grizzlies. Uh, to be the only team that has three consecutive road games in conference three times. Uh, last year we had the more stretches of four games in eight days than anyone else. I think it just keeps getting tougher. We're getting used to it. Adversity is making us stronger. I think we'll be a better basketball team when we get through. So there you go. Uh, Travis Secure, uh, fairly discontent with the schedule and at some level reasonably so. It, it They they have three road games consecutively three times, which nobody else has, as he said. They also have a, they have a lot less games in total in the second half of the schedule than the rest of the conference by and large. And uh, have have more home stretches now that they get those three road games out of the way. So on the one hand, doing the three road games back to back to back isn't a doing you a favor, but also there is a flip side to that coin that's a good one. But obviously, uh, particularly on this week, if you're Travis DeCure, you're going to say, well, here's the deal. <laughs> In addition to having a target on our backs from the teams that we play, we also have to, you know, fight through the hurdles that the administration or that the conference has put before us or what have you. Eleven coaches could make an argument of that sort for their own plights within the scope of the season and the schedule as well, and certainly do. To me, it's kind of it is what it is. But every coach got to fight for their team and what's going on. And and also, I think it's a little bit for Travis Secure. Uh, you can go to your kids and say, you know, okay, we're on top, whatever, whatever. It's us against the world. Nobody wants us here. Nobody wants, you know, they, they, they don't want us to play at home. They want us to play before the rivalry game where the, you know, the other team does and on and on and on. And, you know, you can start to maybe, you know, manufacture a little bit of that motivation. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I don't know the right answer here. I don't know that there's a good answer here with 11 teams in the conference uh, to 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 get this thing, quote unquote, even or right or whatever. Uh, at this point, I think you just line up and go play. David, do you have a question? Okay. I feel like Montana has a an unfair advantage compared to the rest of the conference considering that most of their games are within two or three hours of the school therefore i mean what's the complaint about the schedule montana also brags constantly about how they have the best fans not just in the big sky conference but anywhere in any conference fans go to the games the road games the home games i mean show out that's all i'm saying Man, David. So, so you're saying you you wish there was more people that went to games? I mean, for starters, more people should go to the home games, but also, but, but that's just, that's just a that is the biggest issue in college athletics across the board, right? I mean, there's only really 25 or 30 schools that actually. I, mean, I grew like up in shouldn't. Arkansas, and every home game is the biggest deal since the last home game. Okay, that's because you couldn't go skiing. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I think that, I think there's a real conversation to be had here because I do think that there has been, I mean, there's been an, an unbelievable amount of transplant people that have come to Bozeman mm-hmm. and Missoula, and I really do think that the recreational opportunities have really killed the attendance. The attendance is still better than the rest of the league, but it's nowhere near what it was, and it's mm-hmm. nowhere near what it should be. I agree with, but with both of those but things. I'm but I'm a I also confused, think, like 
the number of people going to the games and whether or not your schedule plays in your favor or not is not, I mean, those are two separate things, are they not? They are and they aren't. I mean, I think that the scheduling, if you have such great fans, they're going to show up anywhere, anytime, any place. And because most of the road games aren't really that far, I mean, how, how can they really, like, if you're Sacramento State, think about every road game matters. Right. Like, that's a hall. <laughs> it is a hall, but they also have a way more functional airport, which is a huge advantage. That's on the city of Missoula. And, a- we, and that is a totally different conversation that I will get mad about. <laughs> I know, because David, David was just stuck in Seattle because of the dysfunctionality of the airport here. Or the fog. And, I, and I, totally, I, I totally feel your pain. <laughs> to, to circle back around, I get the premise that you're trying to make. I get the pre- your premise, David, definitely. But the fact of the matter is the only way that, specifically mid-major men's basketball teams, the only way that they are ever going to, like the only way to become Gonzaga is for your league to prop you up. Mm-hmm. And the Big Sky has done nothing but try to prop Montana down. And that, that and that's just a fact. The last 15, so for, for, for all of the, from the mid-80s through the early 2000s, Montana was absolutely the golden goose of the Big Sky Conference. Because of their success in football, it made the Big Sky Conference shift into a football league. Because when you have a team that's in every other national championship game, that's your most successful team. You prop them up. Mm-hmm. But when that success stopped, the league then, the, the cries around the league was that Montana has an unfair favoritism in the league. I think that the favoritism is somewhat necessary in, if you want to break through. For example, the West Coast Conference redid their tournament format to give the, the winner of the regular season title a double buy. So then, therefore, that matters. It matters hugely, hugely, huge. And so that's the whole thing, though. They did it without saying it. They did it so that Gonzaga can win the West Coast tournament every year. And if they lose, they lose to the other team that got a double bye. So it's not a bad loss. They're never going to have to play three games in three days and then lose to the sixth seed because they're tired. Yeah, I and mean, that's I've... that's where the whole thing is so flawed, and that's why Travis DeCure is so mad because. The fact of the matter is it's not as if they put pencil to paper and say, man, we're going to make sure that Montana doesn't win the league. But they listen to all the have-nots. All the teams that don't put money into Big Sky basketball are getting the same treatment as the teams that do, and that's where the league is so flawed. You have to help your best team get to the the highest point, else you're never going to win a tournament game. And that's the thing is, is you know, if you're taking, you know, the, the, the you know, whatever, the commissioner's view on this, the idea is, well, if you're the commissioner and you got 11 teams in your league, then you need to give one 11th ear to all 11 of them. But if you, if the return from each of those 11 institutions in the thing that they are complaining about is not equitable, where one team is putting in a, a lot of resources, time, effort, whatever it is to be good, to be competitive, not just in the conference level, but in a regional or even national level, then and and other teams just aren't are clearly it's just clearly a back burner type of situation or whatever then you you i do think you are beholden to to do exactly what you say and it's not it's not again it's not favoritism but you have to say look look these are our best shots why did the, one of the reasons one of the reasons that the conference went to this neutral site tournament is because they are praying like the dickens for 
a win, one win in the NCAA tournament and the financial windfall that they would get. And they believed that their best bet to get that is if the the teams play neutral site tournaments that replicate uh, sites that replicate the tournament games that you have wherever you have them. And then it isn't just sort of, you know, potentially riding the wave of enthusiasm. If you were a site hosting type of team, and then all of a sudden playing a flat game when there isn't the environment and the arena that you were accustomed to also, of course, against a really good team. And in that sense, I think there's legitimacy, but I am with you. The idea that three games in three days or four games in four days is your path to go to the NC2A tournament is crazy. And if you want everybody to have a postseason because it's better for recruiting and you can get a higher level of player if they know that there's a postseason you know, conference tournament that they get to go to and have the thing, then so be it. But I also am in total agreement that it has to be spread out a little bit more in terms of days. And also the top... Two and or four teams have to have a better advantage than merely a day. I mean, the fact that the first and the fourth place team in the conference are absolute peers and equals when it comes to the tournament and the way that that's worked out, that's that doesn't help you win in the NC2A tournament, does it? Absolutely. And I mean, there's so many different things I could say about the. this is a reflection of society. And there's so many things that I could say about the reflection of the political nature of this whole thing. But at the end of the day, the Big Sky is at its best when its premier schools are the best teams. And we've seen it now in football. Look at what happened in football this year when the best teams were the best schools. The teams with the biggest support, the biggest fan bases, the most resources. At the end of the day, that's what I'm always arguing about the FBS. At the end of the day, this is all about money. It's all about money. For sure. What do you spend? You can't hinder the teams that are spending significantly more money than the teams that aren't. You're giving away free handouts to people that don't matter. But it's like we, we've talked with this about several different coaches. Like the whole premise that every team makes the conference tournament is the most idiotic thing in the world to me. We asked Coach Takir, what would you do if you got the 12 seed? He said, I wouldn't show up. Yeah. I'd go recruit. Yeah. My assistant would coach the game. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. What's the benefit? Like that everybody talks about, we have to have our kids have a tournament experience. There is no benefit to having an extra Tuesday game in front of 300 people where you're going to get shellacked by the six seed when you're the 11, and it's just one extra game that you don't even want to show up for. 100%. 100%. So all you're doing then is then catering to everyone and hurting the people that should be leading your league. The fact of the matter is if the big sky could prop up Montana men's basketball or Weber state, whoever you want to say, but those are the two, I mean, prop up Montana men's basketball, prop up the teams that are putting in the resources to be good. Exactly. And you have to prop them up else you're going to be the situation that exists right now. 31 conferences in the country have won an NCAA tournament game. That's all of them. Since Montana or the Big Sky last won a tournament game, yeah, that's crazy. That has to you have to help your best teams because at the end of the day, the the way to make the have-nots better is not to give them free handouts in the conference tournament. It's to have Montana win a tournament game because you get money. The league is better if the league had a tournament, an NCAA tournament game winner. The last place team gets more better from that than they do from going to Reno or Boise and getting whipped. Two-Tail Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. I think we solved it. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and 
secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Want to take a moment, though, and uh, get you the prep extra segment brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, guess what? This year, they are giving away 10 $10,000 scholarships to area Western Montana high school students. Uh, Whether you're homeschooled in the Bitterroot Valley, Missoula, Helena, and Kalispell, uh, you can participate in this. Go to FarmersEbank.com, FarmersEbank.com, under scholarship to find out more information. Uh, They're looking for kids uh, between a 2.5 and a 3.5 in terms of their GPA and a family income under $50,000. So you're looking for kids who want to go to college, who are competent to go to college, and who the money would really, really benefit. I mean, that's a significant amount. You're talking about $100,000 in total that Farmers uh, uh, State Bank is giving to 10 area kids to go to college. So it's a, a very cool thing they're doing. So uh, go check that out. Coulter, Hellgate just thrashed Butte. Uh, in boys basketball uh, over the weekend in uh, in Butte. They end up winning, uh, it was 14-14, and then Butte outscores, uh, excuse me, Hellgate outscores Butte 68-32 in the uh, last two and a half quarters of this thing, and three seniors for the Knights, Raleigh Wooster, Abe Johnson, and Cam Lawrence, the transfer from Big Sky, scored 52 points combined. And Cam Lawrence, for the first time this season, going to have a chance to play his old team, the Big Sky Eagles and Hellgate Knights playing each other tonight. But right now, Hellgate, Coulter, 9-0, and they are rolling, and they are definitively, at this point, the best team in the in the state at double-A level. Yeah, and I... I I've been really thinking about this big sky situation. And I think that I think that the open enrollment that exists in Missoula and the Missoula County has hurt Big Sky more than any Big Sky basketball more than any other sports program in the state. Hmm. And it's really too bad because it's not just the fact that like a guy like Cam Lawrence went across town, so he didn't I mean Cam Lawrence was an all state player last year on a team that went one in nineteen. There's no fun in that. Right. There's no fun in averaging 16 points per game and winning one game. There's no fun in that. Right. And so you you could never blame the kid for leaving. He's now a contributor on a team that's going to probably win a state championship. That's awesome. But the situation is so dire that Big Sky has had so much turnover that they can hardly even keep an athletic director, let alone a a boys basketball coach. I mean, bless Matt Johnson's heart because he is pouring his heart and soul into big sky football and we've talked to him a couple times about Mm -hmm. it and and it's it's beyond trying because they just they don't have the kids they don't have the numbers they don't have the resources but they also just don't have anything the support to prop it up yeah 
and it's 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 too bad because even though Big Sky was never a basketball powerhouse, there's certainly a uh, speak for yourself. I mean, it was certainly a hell of a lot more. Co- I mean, when you were in high school, Big Sky was Big Sky won a state championship when you were in high school. <laughs> they, did they win? I think they came. But like, I mean, yeah, even when close. I was in high school, at least we like, my senior year was was yeah, trash. This century, yeah. No, Ryan's, was no, not, Ryan's was, was last century. century. Big Sky won the Thank last. You, Big Sky won their one and only state title, nineteen ninety seven. But I mean, even for when I was in high school, up until my senior year, we were trash. But like when my brother was there, and when we were there, it was by no means like we were so good. But we, I mean, we went to the state tournament when I was a sophomore and a junior. My brother went to the state tournament, sophomore, junior, and senior year. And it's not as if that's crazy to go to the state tournament in the right. AA level. It's only it's eight teams that go. You're competitive though. But you win it, some games. It's, it's better yeah. than no nothing. It's better yes. than no wins. Yeah. It's better than having and getting blown out by forty. I mean, what's the Big Sky Hellgate game going to be like tonight? You know, probably not very close. Like we split with Hellgate my whole varsity career. Even though the Hellgate team my senior year was one of the great teams in the last fifteen years of Montana with Jack McGillis who went to play at Oregon State, Charlie Cox who came to play Montana, Trevor Morris who went to play at Idaho. And we we were able to go to Hellgate and compete. I mean, Jesse Corbett hit a buzzer beater to beat Hellgate. That's like not even in the realm of possibility now. And I, to me, it just makes me so sad. Not just because Big Sky is my alma mater, but that just shouldn't be the case at any high school anywhere. Yeah, I mean, having up years, having down years is one thing, but just ha- having something like no prospects seems you know is dismal right it's just dismal you don't want it it's not it's not fun for anybody especially when it starts to to manifest itself That's right like when now if you're a, an up-and-coming basketball player that's maybe in the big sky school district you're already and say you're like a seventh or eighth grader you're already making plans to not go to big sky yeah. that's that's makes it so hard for a, a program to have any sort of competitive existence so you tell new one is 1029 espn radio it's our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank again. Farmer State Bank giving away $100,000 in college scholarships to uh, ten, ten, $10,000 uh, scholarships to 10 area Western Montana kids, Kalispell, Helena, Missoula, Bitterroot Valley, FarmersEbank.com under scholarship to find out more. Hour one of the books, hour two straight ahead. Boise State in a rift over money. Shocker. That's what makes the world turn with their conference. Could they leave? Next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 